Well, hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and joining me, as he often does, the one and only director of the Janesville Community Center, pastor, teacher, blogger, and today, friend. Ray Jewell. Ray, welcome back. Oh, thanks, Kevin. I hope I'm your friend all the time, not just today, but, but we are talking about uh, the concept of friend uh, today, the friends, especially for men. There's, yeah. there's a problem in our culture that uh, says that a man's got to be a man, you know, something goes bad, you got to pull up the bootstraps and uh, take care of it yourself. The old yep. John Wayne mentality. You exactly. Know? And um, it's just, let's, let's, let's stay well, up front. It's wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and just last night, I, w- I was staying up late, and I shouldn't have been because I should have known my kids were going to wake me up really early this morning. But I was watching a movie, and I hope you don't look down on me watching a movie. I'm a former fundamentalist. We're not supposed to watch movies. Well, praise God, you can watch movies. You have the freedom to watch. I was I was watching Netflix last night, and I was watching the movie. Uh, I can't even name the, remember the name of the movie, but it was about uh, the White House being taken over by North Koreans, and the president and the and uh, some of the cabinet members are being held hostage. And so, what happens? You get the one guy, mm. that one lone guy, no friends crazy background, but he's the one who comes and saves the day. Single-handedly hmm. comes and saves the day. How many Koreans did he kill? Oh, many, many. many. Oh, okay. But who, who was the star? Oh, man. Bruce, I, Bruce Willis. No, it, wasn't, it was one of those big-name guys. Yeah. I can't remember. Mel Gibson. Is it Olympus Has Fallen? Is that, Olympus Has Fallen. That's what it is. Huh. I've never heard of it. Um, it it's a... I've been told I like movies that have a president in it, and so no, you know, has nothing to do with your political no, leanings at all. Um, <laughs> but anytime you have a chance to blow up the White House, I'm in. No, um, but but the, 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 better not send this one to the president. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, but the, the point is, you know, it's that one single guy, the loner, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a ton of action movies like that. You know, every Chuck Norris movie ever made is about you know him saving. It's, it's all about the one guy. Mm-hmm. Who somehow overcomes the huge army or whatever and saves the day. Mm-hmm. Because he knows better than anybody else. Exactly. And I think that, you know, and that, that's kind of the John Wayne mentality as well. Right. And we kind of have that ingrained within us to where as long as we are true to ourselves, as long as we're, you know, whatever, uh, we don't need other people. Right. And one of the other issues with that is men don't show emotion. Or if you do right. show emotion, it's negative emotion like anger. You, you yeah. know, it's, it's not right for... Or know, vengeance. Uh, or vengeance, right. Um, and it's always righteous vengeance, even yes. if it's not. But it's, it's not okay in our culture for boys to cry. Right. Which, you know, I mean, we have this Marlboro man image yeah. that has been so ingrained into our psyche as a as a culture and apparently you know supposedly that's the guy that women want right they may or they may not get but that's beside the point because the guy's going to do what the guy's going to do and uh, there's just so much fallacy especially when we 
take that image and put it up against what the Bible talks about right. manhood. And this all leads me to one question that I've been really wanting to ask you for the past couple of weeks. Okay. You probably know what this question is. I think I'm looking at it right okay, now. Okay, so Ray, my question for you is, who's got your back? Yeah, right. Well, um, the answer is David W. Smith. David W. Smith. Not Michael W. Smith. No. And, uh, well, he'll be your friend forever. David, well, that's true. Uh, yeah, I don't think Michael W. Smith fits into the mold of the American male. Yeah. But uh, David W. Smith wrote this book called Who's Got Your Back? And, uh, he... and we want to first say that the fine folks at uh, Crosslink Publishing sent us, were gracious enough to send us both a copy of this book to talk about on the podcast. Well, and that's how you get onto our podcast. Yes. You send us a free book, we will talk hey, about your you send stuff. us a free book, no matter who you are, no matter what the subject is, you send us free books and we'll talk about it. That's right. We may not always agree with what the book yes. says, but we will talk about and it. And we will graciously take your take your free book. And any other donation you might want to yes. send to us. <laughs> but if yeah. you give us a free book and a whole lot of money, we'll guarantee a very good review. So David W. Smith spent time... Uh, in the public school administration world and is a college teacher and is a conference speaker currently for business and faith-based events. Uh, according to the uh, book cover, they live in suburban Chicago. So not that far from us. Not that far from us. And apparently he grew up on the north side of Chicago, though Somebody that lived on the north side of Chicago says a Chicago Cubs fan should know that the Chicago Cubs won the World Series in 1907, not just okay. 1908 and 2016. But okay. I, you've been waiting to get that I off your chest. I have to get that out of okay. my system. Wow. Be, being a Cub fan. Yeah. You feel better now? I do. Okay. But basically, the, what we've been talking about here is the basic premise of the book, mm -hmm. that men have a tendency not to... Um, have friendships, mm -hmm. and that's a problem. It is a problem, and you know, part of the issue. I mean, I grew up with a dad who was a great provider. Yeah, he worked at General Motors for over thirty years, and you know, mom. After dad died, mom lived twenty-three years without a spouse, and yet she lived comfortably on his General Motors pension. For the rest of her life, and the the part of this image of the man then is, if he's doing, if he's providing, he's showing love to his family, he's doing his job, yeah, and don't expect him to do anything else. Whether it comes to nurturing in the home, or having friendships outside of the home, yeah. Often men, when men get together, they're they're basically going to talk about, you know, what do you do for a living, sports. Maybe the weather, and if you know if they have similar hobbies like fishing or sailing or whatever, but it's surface level stuff. Right. Men don't right. normally get beyond surface level. Of course, now in your mind case, theology may be one of those surface yes. level things. <laughs> <laughs> Not always, though. We, well, and I, and we, I thought we would talk a little bit about our friendship. Okay. Because I, I think. He, he really does nail the... Uh, I agree with the basic premise of the book. Yeah. That men don't have enough friendships. Exactly. And so, I, years ago now, I don't know how many years ago, um, I remember coming to a place where 
marriage was struggling a bit, life was just kind of, eh, going through the same routines, and an old pastor friend of mine had, had talked to me and said, you know, what you need is a friend. And it never occurred to me that I didn't have friends, because I was married, and happily married, even though the marriage, you know, had some issues. Um, Which he, marriage doesn't. Well, yeah, in any, but, in any relationship involving me has issues. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> You're the issue, but, is that it? Yes, I am the issue. That's what my wife. No, um, <laughs> she's, I know she listens to this. So yeah, you got um, And so uh, that's one of the things he advised, and I don't think I took that advice right away. Mm-hmm. But my wife did encourage me. She said, "You know, you do need a friend." And, and again, so I, I'm married, and I have coworkers, mm-hmm. um, people I'm friendly with at church, but nobody that I'm going to like hang out with. Right. And as an adult, sometimes I think. That's kind of like tossed aside. That's what that's what kids do. That's what teenagers do. Mm. And so I got to the point where I, I you know, Lord kind of convinced me about it. So I thought, okay, I gotta find some friends. Mm. And so there were some guys I was friendly with. You and I had already met, mm-hmm. um, and you had subbed for me a few times at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had, I think, the first time we met was at what the fair. The it was at the Rock County Forage Fair. You were in the. In a booth for the uh, the Constitution, Constitution Party. Yeah. Party, and I think we had um, a mutual acquaintance, one of my students. One of your students, Miranda. yeah, Miranda. Um, um, was, she listen to this? I don't think she. I doubt she listens to this podcast. I, she needs sure. to. Well, she needs to. She but, might. I don't remember if uh, she's on the like list or not. But uh, yeah, that that began uh, at least an acquaintance on a professional level yeah you had me into your classroom a few times to debate oh that's uh, right yeah some, you had you know some panel discussions yeah mm-hmm. um and i preached in chapel and i saw yeah. for you and but that was about it it wasn't yeah, like a, no it wasn't we weren't so until the momentous trip the momentous trip yeah. i love that moment i, <laughs> I have great memories of our momentous trip um, well there's the fact that you called me up and said ray how would you like to go down to the Dan Quayle Vice Presidential <laughs> Museum in Huntington, yeah. Indiana? And I'm like, I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. I'm sure. Let's go. <laughs> and we invite another friend, yeah. uh, Gary. Yeah. And uh, who's been on this podcast as well, mm-hmm. Gary Zimmerman. And uh, in fact, we have, Gary's going to be on this podcast. Uh, it's probably not going to be for a couple months uh, by the time this airs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Apostles' Creed. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so I called you guys up and said, you know, I've always wanted to go to this. It's, it's in Indiana. It's just a couple hours away. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife would not go with me because my wife's not a nerd. <laughs> my wife is a normal human being. Um, oh, who is there, there are normal human beings? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Compared to me, she's normal. And so uh, she wasn't really interested. I think, I think if I pushed her enough, she would have went. But being the nice wife that she is. But I think she's very happy that I found somebody else. Yeah. And so uh, we took that trip, and I think, you know, from then on... Uh, it's really blossomed yeah. to the point where I had talked enough about you to a couple of my other guy friends, and we they were wanting to start up a life group. That sounds weird, guy friends. I don't know. I, 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 you say I guess what you're saying. I wouldn't yeah. say boyfriends. No, no, no. That was had a lot worse. Okay. <laughs> Let's never, ever say that again. In fact, maybe I should edit this out at some point. But wow! <laughs> but we, we, uh, they, we were wanting to form a, 
a life group, which is, is a, a relational building, deeper level yeah. opportunity for all people. Right. At, uh, they do at our church at Roxbury. And uh, so they suggested that we form a group, including you, and yeah. you were... I mean, you pounced on it as soon as I said that. You said, yeah, yes, I'm looking was... for this. So, And it's been great. Um, right. We really... It's uh, been a while, too. It's been a while, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, we did meet last time, but you were not able to no. make it. So, and I put my know, family above you. Well, you got, you've got to. I mean, <laughs> families... Let's, yeah, let's make that clear right now. Family is still... More right, we're not saying ditch your family, exactly. you ditch can't. your marriage or your children at all. And yet, to lay the burden of friendship on your spouse, that is a strain that, you know, if, if that spouse is your only friend, right. that is a strain that nobody can And, and we should say that, yes, we, your, your wife obviously ought to be a friend, and, and even maybe your best friend, mm-hmm. Um but not your only friend. As you said, that is a very big burden to carry. Yeah. It, I mean, there are certainly things that I talk to Jill about that I'm not going to talk to you about. Right. There and, are things that we that relationship is is, is sacred, mm-hmm. and, I, and literally sacred, Yep. Uh, biblically so. Um, and there are things that I am going to guard about that relationship. But there are other, there are other outlets mm-hmm. that are needed. Mm-hmm. And I would say that they're also sacred... I mean, because part of what we do in our life group is we share things that are to be held in strictest confidence. Right. And, you know, again, that, see, that's not something that a guy often wants to open himself up to because right. don't want to see those feelings. Yeah. Don't want to, don't want to, you know, have to... Uh, care that deeply about anybody at times you know guys want to be on their own and and it, that's the cultural way of seeing it but it's so crucial to have friends that that you know you can trust that you know like the title of the book says who's got your back well and, and we were talking about i think we both agree that chapter six is our favorite chapter in the oh book. yeah easily and uh these are principles of friendship, biblical principles of friendship. And based off the relationship between Jonathan and David, he talks about the idea of a, the formation of a covenant. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what we've got here mm-hmm. with, with this, the group that you're talking about. Yeah. The idea of people who are not merely acquaintances, but we are people who have formed an agreement among us, an agreement that involves accountability, that involves trust, that involves mutual respect. And um, that relationship that now there's a responsibility that's upon us. Mm-hmm. It's, I think, like when you look at the Jonathan and David friendship, Jonathan would and did do anything in his power to help David, to yeah. make sure that David did, did not come to harm. And you, you, know, you know the story. I mean, Jonathan's father was King Saul, and he was out to kill David more than once. Yeah. And Jonathan was there to protect David. And Jonathan, you know, 
I wouldn't have wanted to be in his shoes, being the the son of the king. Who let me, uh, let me read from the book rascal. here. It's from page seventy-five. The Bible, however, encourages the establishment of the covenant, where men become friends. Jonathan and David, because of their mutual affection, decided to make a covenant. A covenant is a promise, a verbal agreement, a binding agreement, and a, a formation of unity. The soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. Knit, a term which means to unite, is the same word used in Genesis to express Jacob's love for his youngest son, Benjamin. To show outwardly his inward love, Jonathan took off his robe, sword, and belt, and gave them to his all to his dear friend. This symbolic gesture, this outward expression of Jonathan's love, affected greatly their commitment to each other. David, being a pleasant and therefore not wealthy, could only could return only the gift of loyalty and respect to his friend. So we have the idea of a of a relationship, but of a, a binding together. Mm-hmm. So, um, the book does, and this whole chapter goes through, I believe it's six different principles. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about the formation of a covenant, a worldview that's centered upon God. You and I have a lot of worldview conversations. Oh, yeah. Uh, the idea of candor, the idea of being open and honest with each other, and sometimes that involves confrontation, mm-hmm. which we both had to do. Um, but that's also based on the idea of number six, of respect for each other. Right. I mean... I can only speak into your life or another friend's life to the degree that I have earned the respect to do so. Yeah. And, you know, and which is, that's, that's another male trait. Men want to go into a situation and fix it. Yeah. And uh, frankly, that's not a very good approach especially if you've not earned the trust of the individual you're trying right, to help. Right. People don't want your help often, especially when it's your wife. Wives just want you to listen and, and show that you care, you know, instead of just jumping on, well, this is what you need to do. Right. I mean, and I still struggle with that in my marital relationship, and it's going on 37 years. Mm-hmm. It's like... She stuck with you for three years. Yeah, that's an amazing. Now you're coming <laughs> talk, up on talk about love. You're coming up on another anniversary here. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's uh, actually the uh, 18th of this month. It'll be okay. 37 years. So, but she, you know, she's yeah, she's put up with a lot, and yet I think that our marital relationship has been enhanced by our you and my right. our friendship. Uh, and my friendship with uh, the couple of guys, the other guys in the life group. And, um, you know, I don't, if I look at the history of my life, I don't have a lot of friends over the years, you know, through high school, through college, through whatever. I mean, I would, I had mentors who, you know, I looked on as friends, but there was, a whole lot more giving on their part. Yeah, yeah. Where to me, friendship is a mutual giving right. and sharing and, and whatnot and respect. And you know, uh, for you and me, I mean, you're of a different generation than I. Right. Uh, and yet, I learn from you as much or maybe even more than what you learn from me. Oh, you definitely learn more from me. Yeah, well. I mean, because you know, I'm a Calvinist. I, I, so I do you go in there. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're so, but that's, it's really cool because you, you I forget, you. how do you say that? We, oh, we, we agree enough to be friends, but we disagree enough to be really good friends. Right. And that comes out 
often in how we interact with each other to the point where, you know, I mean, 30, 40 years ago, I never would have thought I would have had a, a Calvinist as a friend. Yeah. It just wasn't something that came across the radar screen. Well, I think it's interesting because, you know, that first principle we looked at was the Christian worldview based upon God. And I think that is what draws us together because you and I are very different. Mm-hmm. You're old. That's right. And I'm relatively young. I look like Santa Claus <laughs> and you look like... Uh... Superman or Tom Cruise. Ah. Anyway, um, but, I mean, we're, we're, we're of different generations. Yeah. Different theological perspectives, different, different geographical. Yeah, different you're, geographical. You're from the East Coast, and I'm a Midwestern. You're a Cubs fan. I'm a Red Sox yeah. fan. Packer um, fan, and you're a Patriot, Patriot fan. fan. Yeah, I still, so, I still struggle with that one. Yeah. <laughs> How can I be a friend of a Patriot fan? <laughs> because we win. Well, that no, it's because you really don't care about sports. No, that's true. <laughs> um, but what we do have in common outweighs everything we have in disagreement. Right. And that is a focus on Christ mm-hmm. and a love for the gospel and a love for ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is, is I think, the fundamental uh, aspect of that relationship. And uh, because there is a, a Christian love there mm-hmm. and, a, and a Christian desire to um, see the gospel uh, lived out, uh, we can overcome a lot of those things. Yeah. But uh, let me add, we're running out of time. Let me add one thing. Uh, one of the things that I think why we need to focus on friendship more nowadays, and, and, and for that reason, I'm, I'm thankful that this book brings this topic out mm-hmm. because we have, I think, a cheapening of friendship today because of social media. Right. Now, again, yeah, I'm yeah. not against social media. No, no. Uh, we have a Facebook group that you should join, by the way, if you haven't. <laughs> Look for... Uh, <laughs> Uh, basic Bible podcast, our group. I want to get conversation going. But anyway, but we have these Facebook friends, mm-hmm. and I have hundreds of friends or followers. But how many of them actually, you know, care? Right. Or how many have I, you know, my my personal uh, thing is I, I I try not to have too many friends that I haven't actually met in person. Um, but even then, we're talking a very surface level definition of friend. Mm-hmm. We have, I mean, we don't hate each other is basically the idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you're right. I think that, and now with the advent of um, companies like Grubhub and all the, the delivery stuff, you don't even have to go outside of your home to, to yeah. get food now. Yeah. And, you know, you can, you can pay for somebody to walk through the... The grocery store and pick up what you want and then they'll deliver it and so there's really no need to interact with anybody if you don't want to right which is a dangerous thing because our culture is highly individualistic as it is well then the only interaction you have is online yeah and online it's superficial at best because i don't and then there's a uh my friend dr scott lonsdale just posted about this um when you base a friendship only on what you see on Facebook, you get this wrong impression about people that their lives are always just hunky dory and it's just great and they look at all these smiling pictures and selfies and stuff. Or or you get the exact opposite. Nothing ever goes right. Yeah, I, there, there, there are, are some there who are those. some who do that. And that's you know uh, yeah, it's just not You know, I posted a couple oh, it's about over a year ago now, I think, that I said, you know, whenever you see 
these smiling pictures of my kids, know that that's like a one-second snapshot <laughs> of our day. And I'll tell you, I probably didn't post what happened 30 seconds after that picture or 30 yeah. seconds before that picture because it wouldn't be a post-worthy picture. Right, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that you know, when we look at this, theologically, biblically speaking, friendship is comes out of the heart of God. Yeah. God himself is in relationship with himself, uh, the, the Trinity, the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And out of that, if we are created in the image of God, which we are, friendship is a huge part of being the image of God. Yeah, fellowship is part of what mm-hmm. it means to be human even. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus himself mm-hmm. looked at his disciples yep. and said, you're no longer just disciples, but you are friends. And, and that, he, that's a huge statement. Yeah, and even in the midst of that, he had three and he had one. Yeah. He spent... Right. Uh, I could, you know, you can just see Jesus laying his heart out to John Yeah. about stuff and and then you know the disciples didn't get all that they didn't under even you know, yeah at gethsemane when he's praying and stuff they didn't understand why he was here and yet they they stood with him for the most part uh yeah obviously there was problems at the end i i suspect i would have been like peter too oh for sure oh you know? so but the fact that Jesus cared for Peter so much that he reinstates him and, and says, you know, you're still a part of this. You're still, I'm still counting on you, still trusting in you to do what I've asked you to do. Yeah. And that's the way Jesus treats us. All right, so we've got to wrap things up here. And so the name of the book we've been talking about is Who's Got Your Back by David W. Smith. And the subtitle Making and Keeping Great Friendships Among Men. So that's our recommended resource for, for this podcast, Who's, your, Who's Got Your Back by David W. Smith. And David, if you're ever interested in coming on up, you're in the north side of Chicago. You're welcome on the podcast anytime. Thank you for the free book. But I think the point, the application we want to drive home is that idea of what do your friendships look like? Mm-hmm. And do you have them? And if not, if you're looking for a way to start cultivating them, looking for some ideas, again, the name of the book is Who's Got Your Back by David W. Smith. All right, well, we're going to wrap things up here. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to check out our website at www.basicbiblepodcast.org. And uh, you can see some articles there by our own Ray Jewell about misapplying scripture, which is a series we're working on. It's going to be airing in probably a month or so. And uh, don't forget to check out our Facebook group because we do want you to be our friend on Facebook. Uh, that's uh, Basic Bible Podcast. And then on Twitter and Instagram, at Basic Bible Cast. So until next week, have a great rest of your week. Mm-hmm.